Hi everyone, I'm Henny Koyak. And I'm Hallie Ledbetter, and this is Penny and Hallie Can't Quit Golf, episode one. We'll be exploring the ups and downs, the pretty and ugly, the love and hate, and the downright complicated relationship that we all have with this crazy game called golf. We are beyond thrilled to get things rolling here, and to kick things off, we have none other than Brooks Kepka and Jenna Sims. Now, you are no doubt familiar with this couple. You probably follow them on social, see them on TV, on the golf broadcast, but I'm so excited for you guys to get to know them a little better through this interview. We had an awesome time and I know you're going to enjoy it. Let's go. I mean, is it psycho or is it just great planning? I'm like, why are we out here? (laughs) Because they they love the game. (laughs) No. I do not want to hit a little white golf ball around. Hello and a very warm welcome to episode one of Henny and Hallie Can't Quit Golf. I'm so excited to bring you this episode, not just because it's episode one, but because we have a couple of very special guests. Obviously, my fellow uh, host, Hallie Laird, is here. Hello, Henny Coy. You know what? I I really like the way that you say the title of our of our podcast because you say can't quit golf and I say can't quit golf but I'm gonna say Henny and Hallie can't quit golf as well because I think it sounds much more sophisticated um for anyone that is confused upset or distraught by Hallie's English accent um just a reminder that obviously her dad is English so she gets a free pass thank you thank you thank you very much <laughs> All right. So the theme of today's episode is authenticity and specifically authenticity within the golf space, because let's just say it, golf can tend to produce some golfing robots. I think that's fair to say. It's very easy to watch coverage week in, week out and just see people that look the same, the same old interview answers. I know sometimes when I'm interviewing certain players, I'm like, oh God, here we go. Like, I'm not going to get anything good out of this or I have to work really hard to get something interesting here. So from my point of view, I really relish players who are authentically themselves within the golf space. Um, Like Rory McIlroy, when he comes to interview, I'm like, thank God. I know I'm going to get an interesting answer here. I know I'm going to get something authentic. And Brooks Kepka is certainly in that space as well. Yeah. And golf, be straightforward. Golf, we're a bit of a judgy bunch, you know, like (laughs) we, so like you said, it is tough when there um, could be repercussions for you voicing your true opinion or, you know, showing a side of yourself that is authentic to you, but you know, could p- potentially, you know, put something at risk, whether it's sponsorship contracts or, or, or your job or, or whatnot. So these guys are, are women that are a little bit more straightforward and truthful about the, their opinions on things and they don't go the safe route. I might not always agree with their takes, but I do respect their courage to come out and say um, the way that they really think or feel. What's your take on people then apologizing Mm. for what they think or feel? Because that, I feel like that is frustrating, isn't it? Because obviously no one thinks the same. Mm -hmm. And Twitter is just the absolute worst at times. Uh, Can be great, um, but also can be the worst. Yeah. And it's interesting to me sometimes when you see players do something or say something they actually think, all right, it might not be that nice in the general scheme of things, but then the fake apologies afterwards, I just can't. 
that frustrates me because I'm like you said it you mean it why are you then coming at me with a fake apology like I know what you really think now for sure I'm with you totally against the fake apology unless it was something that was said you know or done out of anger and you know we all make mistakes Mm -hmm. and then I think it's pretty apparent if somebody does something that's like whoa that was way out of character and then they come to you with a heartfelt apology but if but if it's an opinion that you know, it's very obvious if it was written by an agent or if it was written by themselves. Um, So yeah, I totally agree. If you're going to say something, then stick by it unless it's like a genuine, just honest mistake. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. I think it's the same with many athletes and golfers. Like you cannot be, there's certain categories degrees of life that are unavailable for you to talk about on social media politics religion like and sub 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 category um true opinions on many Mm -hmm. sports things and so then you're kind of like all right that wipes out like 80 percent or 70 percent of kind of things that people talk about in life that leaves me with a 30 percent slice that I can be somewhat authentic with so that I think is my struggle and I know like with Ben my husband who played professional sports like that he definitely struggles with that uh and I think you see it now as we circle all the way back to where we started in this conversations with professional golfers professional athletes how do you be authentic when you can only really talk about like a 20 30 percent slice of pie without offending anyone I know he's our guest but I really do enjoy following Brooks and Jenna and uh seeing you know what they get up to on a week off and uh, I love like Jenna sometimes does the Instagram Q and A's. I know she did one once with them on the golf course and that's really insightful. And 20 years ago, you would not have gotten anywhere near that insight. The only time you'd hear from a player was really on the golf course or, you know, straight after in the press or straight before in the press conference post rounds where you're kind of, like I said, they're talking without saying anything. Yeah. It's really tough. But like you said, our guest Brooks Kapka, also a great follow on social, his fiance, Jenna, incredible follow on social. And we cannot thank Jenna enough for documenting, you know, a lot of Brooks shenanigans <laughs> when he's not documenting it himself. So yeah, two of the most, you know, authentic people in the golf world that do give us quite a bit of um, a look into their world. So really, really excited for people to, you know, listen to this interview and and get to hear a little bit more from them. Brooks Kafka, Jenna Sims, welcome to the pod. Thank you. So excited to have you. We'll get right into it, Henny. I believe, I believe we have a little game, right? We do. Yeah. So uh, as a little warm up, we have something called pregame. So today's pregame is word association game. Let's see what we come out with. Golf, Jenna. Tiger Woods. Majors. Brooks Kepka. Brooks <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Wife. Wife? Me! <laughs> uh, husband. Ooh, I mean, honestly, the first one that came to my mind was Phil Mickelson. I don't know why. Because like, he adores Amy so much. <laughs> oh, and you did Majors Brooks and Husband Phil. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's all. Hey, I'm going with my gut, honest first reaction. Twerking. Brooks. Brooks <laughs> Illustrated swimsuit. <laughs> all right, Brooks, your turn. You know them all now. You've had a little preview, so this should be easier for you. We're going to do the same ones. All right, golf. Golf, oh, Tiger. Same thing. Majors. Augusta. Wife. Is, is there is there another answer? <laughs> you should have said Amy Mickelson. 
Uh, uh, husband. Me. Twerking. I'll show you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hoping you were going to spontaneously pop up and twerk then. <laughs> so this podcast obviously called Henny and Hallie Can't Quit Golf because <laughs> we try as we might, we always come back. Has there ever been a time through the ups and downs of golf where you wanted to quit and you're just like, screw this? Yeah. Yeah, there's been times. Almost did in college once. Um, bad coach. A co- the head coach at Florida State, Trey Jones, was awesome. We had a, a, an awesome guy, uh, Chris Malloy. He was an assistant there for the first couple of years, and then somebody else came in and um, basically kind of spoiled the game for me for a little bit, for a while. Um, and I, I don't know. I didn't know if I wanted to keep doing it, uh, keep playing, and then, you know, okay, reality kind of kicks in and it's like, how am I going to help my family here? How am I going to do anything? Because we weren't in a good like financial situation when I was younger. So you do that. And then all of a sudden, I remember right before I won my my final event and the challenge tour to actually get the promotion, I didn't want to go out and go play on Sunday. It was really, I don't know if it was just like the weather, like being over there for 10 weeks to the weather was finally catching up for me. Because I mean, it, it was blowing like, 20 miles an hour raining so bad and it was freezing cold um as it would in scotland when you're playing golf um but yeah so that was i was i was just kind of fed up with it and then i think at different stages of the injuries i think those have been really good because it's forced me to take time away so every time i come back i'm like i can't wait to come back i think sometimes if if i wasn't hurt maybe i would think of it differently but because i've been forced to take breaks I don't really have an option to like, oh, I'm going to take a break for, you know, a month in the middle of the season and not play anything and just, okay, well, you know, maybe have fun for two weeks and then get back on the work cycle of training to this, that, the other thing. But I've been forced with those breaks. So um, it's kind of helped keep me fresh. And that's the one thing where I think is a little misconstrued. Like, I just like to, I have to get away and mentally refresh. Otherwise, I'm no good. If I'm mentally fried, I've got no chance. I already know that. It doesn't matter how good I play. I'm just not there. A little space cadet, I guess. But uh, if I'm mentally recharged and focused, I'm good. Um, not to put you on the spot to go into specifics or anything, but you just mentioned your coach there. And something I'm quite passionate about is like advice to younger people. And um, Brooks, I'll ask you this first and then Jenna next. But what was it that you were too technical then with that coach or what was it that if you could say to your younger self now to kind of guard against that and be like, Hey, don't worry about this. Like just focus on X, Y, Z. Be me, just be you and own it. I think that's one thing that you see a lot of these younger kids now. And I don't know if it's just, maybe I'm starting to actually get old. Like, you know, that commercial where it's like, Oh, you're like your parents. It's like progressive or something like that. (laughs) That's kind of how I feel right now in this moment. (laughs) (laughs) But um, you know, I look back at where I was in college and all of a sudden it was like, okay, we got to redo this whole thing. Like you're, I remember looking down the line in college and I was like, this kid hits a massive draw. This kid hits a slice. This other kid hits a little fade and this kid hits a little draw. And I, I was drawing it at the time. And I'm like, we're all working on the same thing. Like that doesn't really make any sense. You know, this guy's position's different than mine and his swing is way different than mine. Why are we all working on the same thing? And it took me a while, maybe I think when I started really playing good golf to realize that you have to own what you do and whatever you do, just do it really well. 
you don't have to like go like the things that I'm bad at. I don't have to be all of a sudden great at to become, you know, win every week. I just got to make sure that they're average, but the things I'm really good at, I just need to make sure I'm continually good at them. Um, I don't have to be perfect. You don't have to strive to be perfect because that ain't ever going to happen, but what you're good at, be great at, and what you're bad at, try to be average at. <laughs> I know that sounds really bad, but golf is just so different. You can't be good at everything. It's impossible. But, like, you take, like, a guy like Luke Donald, like, when he was so good, right? Anything inside 100 yards, you're like, there's a pretty good chance this guy's going to get it up and down. Um, you know, that's he was the best in the world inside of 100 yards. Um, and there was not even – and he didn't hit it far, but he got to number one in the world, and he was dominant during that time. So just be you own, own your stuff. Like I said, I've said it a few times now is like, I own my swing. I'm 31 years old. I've swung it this way for 25 plus years, maybe. And just cause I take a day off doesn't mean my swing is going to change. It's like, it's naturally ingrained in there and being an 18 year old kid, you're kind of impressionable, whatever you think you're doing the right thing, but just be you own, own yourself. Um, cause it'll take you further than, you know, having a coach teach you all these things from, you know, when you're five years old and, you know, every new coach every or a coach every day teaching you something, this, that, the other thing, just learn the fundamentals and just go out and go be an artist. Go be, go be you, go paint the, you know, paint a picture of the shot and then go do it. Yeah, that's great advice. And Jenna, what's your advice to younger you or to young people? Younger me, I would tell her to just embrace like your quirks because I have, I still I'm working on it. Like I'm such a people pleaser. And I think like even in the beginning of our relationship, I was being just sort of this person that I just thought he wanted to date, like trying to be this like perfect person. And I found that when I've embraced my like quirks or just everything about who I am, we even progressed as a couple. So I would say stop trying to please everybody and be just Try, stop trying to mold into what you think people want you to be like and just really embrace who you are. And that's kind of what I preach like with my nonprofit, The Pageant of Hope is like inner beauty is like truly embracing who you are as a person. And that was what makes you beautiful versus anything else. I love that. Very well said. We just wanted to hear the story from your own mouths of the engagement. First of all, congratulations. So Brooks is really good at surprises, like super elaborate surprises. Like I knew it was coming. I just didn't know it was coming on that exact day. But now that I look back, I'm like, it was my, my favorite number is 33. And he proposed on March 3rd. He staged a fake audition so that it's actually something I had to use my hands in. And at the time I had lime green nail polish on, which I love. I thought there was nothing wrong with my lime green nails. And even my best friend who took me to get my nails done like a couple weeks prior to that was like, like, what if, like, Brooks proposes, like, are these the nails that you would want? And I was like, she yeah. Didn't even know. She didn't know at that time. I was like, if it's me, like, right now, then it'll happen in my lime green glitter nails. So he has our, one of my friends is a casting director in L.A. He sent me this, all. he called me. He's like, I have a huge audition for you. It's for M&M's, but I need your hands. Like, your hands are going to be a big part of it. I need you to get your nails done. It's tomorrow. And I was like, oh, shit. So I had like a gel kit at home. So you ladies probably know I was sitting there on the kitchen counter, like drilling my lime green. Gel. <laughs> it took me maybe like three hours to get my nails. Like yeah. Normal nude color. So the next day I wake up, I put my spray tan on, I get my lash. Mm -hmm. So 
sexy like dress on because it was like a model role for this Eminem commercial. And I do the actual audition. I take it very seriously. And I was so proud of my performance. I even called my friend. I was like, you have to let me know how everyone else does. Cause I think I really just nailed that one. He was like, yeah, yeah. I'll let you know what the casting director says like later or the client. And so then Brooks was like, we have a dinner plan for his dad because his dad was having surgery the following week. So we're going to do like this nice like family dinner. And I w- and he was like, just wear that since you're already ready. Let's just go. And we're never early to anything in our entire life. So on the way to dinner, he was like, I, I still, I still, ha- we still have some time. Do you want to go to the beach? And I was like, yeah, this is kind of weird, but sure. Yeah, let's go to the beach. Mind <laughs> <laughs> you at the time I had had ankle surgery and I couldn't walk. So I'm on his back piggyback. He's picking me backing me down the pier or whatever onto the sand and we sit there for a minute and we're chit-chatting whatever and he was like do you want to go and feel the water which is not unlike us like we always see the, the oceans like hot or cold and so we stand up and because it was perfect because she kind of well she was wearing sneakers she got out of her boot yeah I was out of so it was boot. perfect so i had to walk around to the other side and i knew where the photographer there i hired two photographers and a videographer there was a drone yeah. i was like what is <laughs> goodness wow looks <laughs> i was like all right i gotta do it right so i knew which way to like get her and I was like, kind of went to the side because her ankle. So I knew which way to go. So then I was like, dropped down on one knee and then watching her face. So I was like, I was like and then, oh parent, and then I'd flown, I'd flown her dad, her stepmom, her best friend in. Uh, my parents were there. My brother, her sister was there. Her Sister's sister's boyfriend. boyfriend. They jumped out of the bushes, uh, and I yeah. was just crying. Yeah. I don't even know if I ever said yes. I think I was just going, "Oh my god!" I didn't, I didn't oh get an answer. Oh just, my god! I'm chills just thinking about it. It's like 95 degrees out right now. Um, but yeah, he dropped down on one knee and then it turns out we all went to the dinner, which was like sort of a surprise dinner for me. <laughs> I love that. That's incredible. And so well organized. I love that you made Jenna Brooks go through the whole audition. It wasn't just a, Hey, you have this fake audition. Just meet me at this time. Were you nervous Brooks? I was super nervous. You know, like I said, flew the whole family in, flew her family and everybody was there. Um, so we're walking to the beach. She can't walk because she just had surgery on her foot. So getting her in like actual real shoes was probably the most difficult part of that. Um, Cause she was still kind of in and in out of the walking boot. In a boot, but he was like, just wear, just wear your Nikes tonight because you know. I was like, oh, it'll be good for your ankle. Yeah. Like, get it moving, <laughs> well, you just stuff. use crutches, yeah. I'll be fine. I'm like, okay. Just use crutches. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's go test the water, go to the other side and then just turn down. Cause I knew where the cameras were. The, the drone was overhead. Um, everybody in my family, her family, you know, a couple close friends that were there were right in that direction. So I knew there was going to be a good shot. You got the uh, shot. Yeah, I got, I got a good shot. My phone background. <laughs> yeah. And then she, I don't know how, but she's like, I bought this dress. Oh my God, you're going to make me sound psycho. Yeah. I mean, I am. <laughs> what dress? I, so in our engagement, pic, I've always had this dress actually since uh, he asked me to move in back in 2017. I've never seen it. No, but my friends knew about it. Um, and I had this, I call it like the yes dress. It's like a really, it's like a white cocktail dress, but in like black sequins, it says like Y-E-S. And it had like other little like embellishments on it. And I always said like, I'm either going to take an engagement picture in this, or it's going to like, it's going to be after I get engaged, I'm going to wear this dress. And I've had it for four years in my closet. <laughs> and and, you, and Brooks had never seen it. Yeah. No, I never. Like, Meanwhile, then, I just proposed, and now I just realized how crazy she is. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, and then 
so for some reason, like when I got home, everybody was like, you have to change. And I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm putting on. And it was this white YES dress. And we took like a bunch of engagement pictures in it. And, and after I told my friends I got engaged, like people who weren't there, they were like, did you wear the yes dress? <laughs> I love it. I mean, is it psycho or is it just great planning? I mean, yeah, I call it great planning. I'm a Capricorn. We like to plan like 50,000 steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. I'm a fellow Capricorn as well as I hold my crystal. So yes, I feel you. <laughs> I remember seeing that dress on your Instagram story, Jenna. It was very, very cute. And I could, I think it's totally justified to buy that four years in advance. I knew it would happen one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys seem to be fairly chill day to day. Um, and I want to talk about like stuff that you get up to off the golf course. I think it was in Connecticut Brooks. You were having a week off and I said to you, what does that look like? And you were like, yeah, fun with a little twinkle in your eye. So give us a little bit more insight. Uh, obviously we see some snippets on social media, but give us an insight into what, you know, week off and time off looks like for you guys. Honestly, we're big, like homebody. Yeah, I'm working. And then at night we watch, we, we have actually a dinner tonight. Um, but normally we about right now, we would start some of our reality shows and we'd start watching our TV together. Before I have a follow-up, uh, question I want to circle back to what reality TV shows you watch because one of my favorite subjects before I was with him I was all <laughs> scripted stuff I think as I was living in LA I watched all the scripted shows and like all the new pilots I like knew everything about everything now I'm like who's getting kicked off of Love Island which yes, spinoff no we're like a week behind but like we stay behind we don't okay so the funny thing is is like we don't watch them when we're on the road yeah, because yeah. we'll have these TVs now. They don't have like on demand, so we ha we don't watch them. We don't know how to watch them. Like nobody has cable anymore. Like yeah. nobody has cable anymore. So we only get to watch that at home. Um, so, but yeah, Love Island. Is UK Love Island. Love, I Love Island's been the one right now. Yeah. Yes. Um, Excellent. Ninety Day Fiance. I mean, every spinoff. The other day. <laughs> more than ninety days. Where are they all now? The, where are they now? Like all that stuff. Yeah. That's a big one. It used to be Vanderpump Rules. Mm -hmm. That should be coming um, back. Yeah. Um, uh, Summer House. Love Summer House. <laughs> we find some little random ones on TLC, like the Blow Extreme Jack. Sisters, yeah. Plathville. It's, it's, um, it's, we could go down this hole for a really long time. <laughs> That's the starting on Monday. <laughs> I, will, I, will. I don't watch Bachelor. I don't watch, I watch any of that stuff, but I always watch the Bachelor we'll watch Paradise. Paradise. I, just, I, just, I think can't fun. wait for the Kepka reality show. That needs to happen. Uh, It'd be I pretty know. boring. <laughs> no, I think we're really interesting. I just think we kill each other. Like, <laughs> see, we like I've, I I feel like we're both like have a little bit of introvert in us where we recharge when we're kind of alone. Yeah. Uh, so I just think having a crew around or having so many people around would be really, really stressful. You'd have, so we'd have, you'd have to like plant issues and like problems because there's, there aren't a lot. So you'd have to like create drama. It's like every time you see like all the real housewives, everybody ends in divorce. Yeah. They really don't last. each other the second you get on TV. No. Yeah. Cause you watch it back and you're like, Oh, I really wasn't with you. <laughs> <laughs> worms. I'm kind of half listening, but also in my thoughts about how the next time I interview Brooks, I'm just going to use love Island terminology. Uh, like can I pull you you're for really a off on <laughs> mine today. Do you want to come have a chat? Yeah, yeah, you have to. I think I'd die laughing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny. I feel like Henny and we've talked about this a little bit, like, Henny is obviously married to an NFL player. I'm currently dating someone that works in the music industry. You guys obviously 
Jenna is an incredible actress and model and obviously Brooke's focusing on his golf. Do you guys, is, is that like a nice break? It, I, I know for Henny and for myself, like we're just around golf all the time. So, I mean, do you guys like Brooks comes home after a tournament, like whether it's a good round, bad round, is golf the conversation or is it no golf talk at all? No, not really. I let him like, I never lead with it. Like if he wants to talk about it, I'll let him bring it up and we'll talk about it. And then he gets out of his system and we talk about anything else. Like it's probably, I mean, sometimes it's like five minutes where yeah, like I have this thing when I'm playing or when I'm done playing, like just give me five minutes of like, well, you're five minutes. That means like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I time is like sense of time is not snail there. time. <laughs> I have no idea. I'd be doing something for like an hour and a half. I think I'd yeah. be doing it for 10 minutes. But, um, yeah, it's like, I just be like, I can't believe that or whatever. Mm. But most of the time, it's not, I don't bring it home with me, which is, I amazing. think it's important. Like, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's my job right? My agent might be there. My caddy might be there like at the event coaches, whatever, any of that stuff. And like, that's, those are the people who I'm going to, if something's going wrong, I'll gripe to, or, you know, man, it was just so close. What, you know, all that stuff. Um, but I don't bring it home with me just cause I feel like they don't want to hear it. Um, look, everybody's got bad days at work. You just got to deal with them. Everybody has great days at work and you don't come home usually talking about the great ones. Um, you just, you know, the bad days are the ones that you just keep going on and on about. And there's no point in me putting that on her. Um, it's not her fault. She, she most likely, if she was there, she's, she probably watched it. So yeah. she's like, I just I saw you couldn't putt. You couldn't make anything. Like I, I had to witness it too. I don't want to hear about it for two hours after the round. I'm getting so, better at figuring it out, but yeah. yeah, people, and on my jobs or even in real life, people, try to come up to me, I guess, and talk to me about golf. Like they think that like, that's going to be the common denominator. And I try to normally just like shy away from that stuff. Like I was actually today talking, cause there's a, I work for like a pretty regular, like commercial company. And today there's like two different cinematographers that kind of rotate. And today was the other guy. And um, he always, always, always talks, tries to talk to me about golf. And I'm like, is there anything else we can talk about like i come to my jobs and shoot my work to get away from all that stuff i'm like it's great that you saw tiger one time and he laughed at when this one joke that you had to say and I was, i've heard the same story like 10 times i'm like let's talk about anything else what's going on in your love life or are you traveling this summer like literally anything so i think um yeah people don't realize that they're you know golf golf is not i don't it's definitely not my identity and it's just a small part of you know brooks's identity as well. that's where i think some like some people really struggle with like understanding i guess who i am and my personality because for most people golf's a hobby and it's not a hobby for me it's my job so when you start having that little bit of crossover it gets it gets quite difficult because most like my dad, for example, or someone like that, their whole weekend is devoted, you know, from Friday when they get off work is devoted to, I'm going to go sneak in a late. Yeah. Every guy like going to go sneak in a late night, nine holes, go wake up, go play, go to the course all day, Saturday, go all day, Sunday and hear about it and talk about it and keep going on and on. But it's like my job. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. I don't hear, I don't hear those guys talk about what's going on in their job. It's literally 24 seven. So I try to relate it to that, but um, just keep it light. Like he said, yeah, if something crazy, usually it, it's the crazy stuff. If I, you won't believe how stupid I was on this whole, 
but that's mainly yeah. the conversations if, if they are talking about it. Yeah. I think people might find it like the, back on the hobby thing. Like most men who are his age are going to the golf cart. They've got their speakers, they've got their alcohol and they've, you know, it's like a loud, fun experience. Like for Brooks, he's like, even when he's like playing a practice at home, like he's not drinking and listening to music. He's like actually super focused. And I think a lot of people might not realize that. Yeah, that's interesting. I because uh, I know so many guys are different with that. Some guys do like to put on music and do whatever and hang out, but you're quite intentional with your practice, are you? Yeah. I didn't even know that until we did that one time. We went on that like golf cart Q and A ride. I did like a whole Instagram Q and A, and I actually learned a lot about him. He was like, I don't listen to music because I want to be able to hear the contact or like certain just aspects of the game. And I was like, Oh my god, like. I had no idea and I'd been with him for three years at that point. Yeah. It's just, like you said, just not bringing your work home. You know, yeah. It kind of goes back to the same thing, but it's, int- it's just interesting. Like, I don't know. I think it's cool too. The fact she can go to my work or go watch me. Yeah. Cause a lot of the times if she's working, well, she works a lot of times down further South. So she's got to drive down to either Fort Lauderdale, Miami. So I don't get to see her work that often. Except when we get to, sometimes it does coincide. Like yeah. we did the McUltra commercial together and we just did the, the golf digest thing, which was, you know, all of 30 minutes, but it was, uh, it's fun when we get to like do that together. Cause yeah. I enjoy it because it feels like I kind of step into her world a little bit. Yeah. And like to me, that's I don't know. That's always one thing that I've, I always think is super attractive or um, in somebody is, you know, when they have dreams or aspirations and they're just they're very dedicated to what they're what they do. On the podcast, uh, one of the big subjects we talk about is relationship to golf. So not necessarily like golf nerdy stuff, but just that relationship. Do you feel like from European tour playing out there to where you are now, like has that relationship changed and evolved or had some ups and downs along the way? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, when you first get out there, it's like, how cool is this? I'm living my dream. And then that phase kind of quickly maybe in the first like three months you get over that it's you know maybe the beginning phase of turning pro and then all of a sudden it goes into oh like this is a job like I really I, I gotta like I gotta make money because <laughs> because I'm over here just trying to figure out how can, I can afford to get to the next uh next place because I wasn't getting any help um from my family or anything like that it was all you know stuff I'd earned, gotten from college you know a couple sponsors this that the other thing and then all of a sudden it goes into, all right, this is work. And then all of a sudden you make it and it becomes a whole new thing where now it's more like the business side of it. Um, I'm on more on that side of it now, I think, um, than I've ever been, where it just almost seems like everything's just, it's, it's a business. It's not the stuff you think of when you're like an eight-year-old kid and you're like, God, how cool would it be playing the PGA Tour? I just get to play golf every day, all day, go win tournaments, do this, do that. But there's way more involved in it. Um, you know, between contracts to be, you know, different things you have to do. You're, I don't want to say you're obligated to do because you're not really obligated to do anything, but the stuff that I choose to involve myself in, um, you know, outside of golf, whether it be, you know, getting into Habsies, um, you know, other partners I have, you know, different responsibilities you might have. It's uh, it definitely becomes more interesting, and um, I guess you can open up your mind to to making certain things be whatever you want them to be, and and be as involved as you want to be. Like I'm very hands on. I don't have like an assistant or you know like someone running around with me all day. Um, I just like to do the things, and I like to be involved in the phone calls, 
to know what's going on. You know, now it's more trying to make it like it was when a little kid. So you're trying to turn, you know, you, you get to these points and then you realize, okay, well, maybe this isn't where I want to live. And so now I'm trying to revert it back to being like, okay, it's just fun. I want to go back to that eight-year-old kid, me, um, where it's not as, as businessy and, um, and, just, and just play golf. Well, we're going to let you guys go here in a minute, but one more question for the both of you. Uh, we'll start with Brooks. Brooks, how would you uh, change golf? What's one thing that you would change if you could? Uh, just the stuffiness of it, I think. Who I don't know. Somebody last week was talking about how maybe it was at Wentworth or something like that. One of the guys wore a hood. And then they, oh, had, the to send a, yeah, they, they, they had to send a letter out after, That's like, got, like, come on. Like, are we really going to – like, there's bigger issues in the world, but we're going to worry about a hood and you can't play golf. This Like, it's just too stuffy sometimes. Like, I don't – I'll never tuck my shirt in when I go to the golf course here. Medalist, Floridian, none of these places. Um, they don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. Just keep it relaxed and keep it fun. At the end of the day, everybody's just trying to have fun, but I don't know why everybody's so judgy about whether you, what you wear, how you wear it. Um, just get rid of that stuffiness, and I think – a lot of the the arrogance that goes along with golf will go away. Mm-hmm. Great. Jenna, uh, what about you? I am obviously cheering from the sidelines, um, but it's the only sporting event that I've ever been to in my life where everyone next to you is like an expert. And if one of these guys messes up, <laughs> they could have done it better and they could have scored better on that hole. I'm like, no, you probably couldn't. Like if you're watching a baseball game, no guy is going to be like, I could have, I could have hit that home run, that pitch, like no way. Um, that, and then no G and I, every time we go to a tournament, we walk together. We wish there was music. Like it's quiet. Yeah. But I know like that goes against, like he obviously likes it to be quiet, but even if it was just Phoenix twice, quiet music playing, right. get the crowd pumped up. Yeah. Like, cause I think that goes along with Brooke's point about stuffiness though. Like just yeah. the tournament in general, just lighten it up, you know, have some fun. But fun. I, think, I think that's what like Phoenix waste management. Did I've never yeah. been to waste management. <laughs> It's wild. I didn't. I went back. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> that was when I had surgery this past year. Not exactly, yeah. but around then. I was immobile, so I couldn't go to golf tournaments. All right. Well, guys, um, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Great hearing from you. Best of luck with the wedding planning, continued wedding planning. And I look forward to seeing you guys both on a golf course soon where we will have Love Island chat. Yes. yes. Good Perfect. banter. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Bye. Brooks and Jenna, everyone. Honey, initial thoughts after that interview. I My initial thoughts are just so great to speak to the both of them in a relaxed manner, relaxed setting. I think it was great and just you know, absolute relationship goals in terms of their chemistry. <laughs> they just, they look like they have so much fun. Out. I'm like, can I hang out with you guys? Yeah, right. You want to be friends with them, don't you? I My overall feeling is that Brooks is kind of misunderstood. You know what we were talking about at the start of this episode? I think he is 100% authentically himself, for better or worse. And look, they're just, you know, two young people having fun, enjoying life, working incredibly hard, mm-hmm. being incredibly good at golf but ultimately like normal people and pretty down to earth. Yeah. Very down to earth. And just going back to Brooks, I, well, I think really both of them just give the saying, give zero Fs. They Brooks, like (laughs) you said, for better or for worse, he's like, this is who I am. If you don't like it, 
I don't really care. And I think Jenna too, I mean, the story that she, the story that she said about having that engagement party dress in the back of her closet for four years, like just most women probably <laughs> wouldn't admit to that, right? <laughs> you know, cause they would be like, Oh, people might think that I'm crazy. And she's like, I don't really care if you think I'm crazy. I am kind of crazy, which I think is so cool <laughs> that she's just, yeah. you know, like you said, both of them are just unabashedly, you know, themselves and they don't really care. And if you like them, great. If you don't, whatever. Right. And I think they don't take themselves too seriously either. I think at first glance, both of their socials, you're a bit like, oh, okay. But then once I hope that after, you know, you hear from them in that interview and listening to them, you know, that actually they're just having fun and don't take themselves seriously. And, you know, I think that's always such a great point to remember is that just because somebody is really, really, really good at something, they're still a person, you know, they're still just like everyone else and love, love Island and real housewives. (laughs) It is. That's what, that's the common thread amongst everyone. (laughs) Great. Awesome. Uh, Well, We hope that you all enjoyed that. It was our first episode ever, Henny. Out of the way. Done. Boom. And what incredible guests we had for our first ever episode. Absolutely. The king and queen. They're like the posh and becks of golf, aren't they? Yes, I love that. I love that. Posh and becks of golf, Brooks and Jenna. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Again, reach out to us on social at Helly Led, at Henny Coy, and we will see you next time on Henny and Hallie Can't Quit Golf.